Ah, hello. If you're watching this, uh, the, uh, my name is Dan Chadwick. I'm the pastor of Mosaic South Church in Beeston in Leeds, and I'm uh, sharing the vision message for this year. Uh, this is part of a two-part series. Last week at Mosaic South, Matt Hatch came and presented a citywide, churchwide vision, and I'm doing a local vision. And in doing so, I, I shared this message on Sunday, uh, the 23rd of January, last yesterday, at Coburn School, where we meet at 10 o'clock. And I'm recording this for the sake of anyone at Mosaic South that wasn't able to join us. Uh, so you can not only, if you want to watch it, you can do as a video or you can listen to it um, and the audio. So if you're listening to us or watching, um, really great that you're connecting. And hopefully in the next 25 minutes or so, I'm uh, going to I'm going to do three things. I'm going to recap last message, uh, last week's message from Matt and then show you in scripture how God reveals his creativity in doing a new thing for the sake of his people and for the sake of his praise. And then thirdly, we're going to explore some of the new things God's doing in us and through us at Mosaic South and what we believe he is calling us to this year. Um, well, I'd, I don't know if anyone notices, it's been cold for a very long time, hasn't it? I struggle to remember when it was actually warm in Leeds. Anyone with me on that? I go to bed at night feeling cold, I wake up in the morning and feel a chill, and I have to fight the urge if I'm um, at home in the day to turn the heating on, pretty much at all times. Living in a seasonal climate, often has these challenges yet with the turn of the year and spring bulbs begin to climb out of the cold hard earth it brings a promise a promise and a hope that this time of cold isn't going to last and spiritually speaking as well as physically speaking there is a new day coming and what if what if i ask you there was a fresh start what if you could have a clean slate what of this capacity to enter this new season today in your spiritual life could be had? You'd want it, wouldn't you? Well, we're going to look at scripture in Isaiah chapter 43, which speaks of God doing a new thing. Of God bringing a new way and a new opportunity for a new beginning. So before we get into those verses in Isaiah... I'm going to um, just bring you up to date with last week because Matt Hatch showed us in contrast to the secularism and individualism of today's society in Britain. God's desire is that he would build a family, one which grows and includes many people, including us. And he presented us with four challenges and four anecdotes that I want to summarise for us. So the first, he spoke of people who felt tired and weary. And to those people, the anecdote, not anecdote, the antidote, sorry, to, to this challenge is finding true rest in God, finding true contentment in him. And that rest and contentment connects to us and our identity. When we become Christians, we become children of of God, dearly loved by him. So first challenge, finding our true rest in God. 
um, that's the antidote, sorry, to feeling tired and weary. Matt's second challenge was about having too strong a focus on yourself. And the antidote was to surrendering to Jesus once again. It's a mark of followers of Jesus that they'd lay their own lives down and turn to follow him, to lay down the, the king of our, our lives. We say we're no longer the king of our lives. Jesus is and I want to surrender and live to him for him at the turn of the year I noticed in myself I had too strong a focus on myself I had spent a significant portion of December um, struggling with Covid or being very focused on Mosaic South's Christmas program I'd become really inward focused considering other people and the needs of others far less than I know God's called me to and this antidote of surrendering to Jesus has been so important for me as I've begun 2022. And a new year, as well as a new week and a new day, gives us a chance to repent, receive forgiveness, to reset and reorientate our lives on living for Jesus. So uh, Matt Thirdly, he spoke of the challenge of not knowing where to start. And he called us to return to prayer. Two great ways of returning to prayer at the start of this year have been mentioned uh, in our news recently. First one, corporately. Come and join us on the 31st of January at the well. There will be a, um, a stream, we hope, a video stream so you can join um, what's happening. But come and join us in person. Come and get, grab people that you know who don't have a lift. Collect them on the way. We'll be meeting at St Mark's which is the home of Gateway Church, just near the university, just north of the city centre, from half past seven till nine o'clock on Monday the 31st of January. There's on-street parking round by the building. And secondly, connect to God in prayer individually. Mary Halsey uh, showed us on a five-minute video a couple of weeks ago that we showed on a Sunday, just some brilliant um, ideas and tips for kind of growing a personal prayer life and that video is available um, on our Facebook community page as well as it's been emailed out last week in the church email news and finally Matt spoke about lacking passion and focus that's you you lack passion and focus purpose well the antidote can be found in joining wholeheartedly with God's mission that he's called us to in South Leeds and beyond and it's this antidote which I'm going to expand and bring into view this morning we're going to use the book of Isaiah to do so and we'll read shortly those words from prophet Isaiah to God's people um, but first I just want to summarize, summarize the story so far in the book of Isaiah I don't want you to miss that this is spoken into a particular context and the purpose of God's people remember throughout history the purpose of God's people was to obey God and be a blessing to the nations and the Old Testament uses imagery here of being a tree spreading out providing life and shelter and protection to the world there were people however who had been disobeying God and the message of Isaiah comes partly in judgment against the people uh, through the invasion and occupation of the Assyrian army and then the Babylonians who take them into exile. However Isaiah isn't all doom and gloom, he prophesies hope and the reaching of all nations 
through the fulfilment of God's promises. In the early chapters of Isaiah, we see Israel's invasion by this Assyrian army. And that's prophesied and likened to Israel, the tree, being chopped down, leaving only a stump. And here comes the hope, because from out of this hope, uh, this branch, sorry, this stump, a new branch would grow. That which would accomplish the purposes God had for Israel to be a blessing to all the nations. Because from this branch would become a, come a descendant who would be Emmanuel. God with us. And it is this new way of achieving God's purposes, blessing to the nation of the world that Isaiah 43 is talking about. Jesus, he is this new thing. God is with us. He is the suffering servant that through his own sacrifice it will provide a way for the people to be right with God, which we read about 10 chapters later if you follow the story out of Isaiah. So with this context, helping our understanding, let me read these verses in Isaiah 43, verse 16 to 21. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses and the army and reinforcements together. And they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past sea. I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honour me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give to uh, drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Doesn't verse 19 jump out to you? See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. We're going to see three things, three things to observe about God and who he is and God doing a new thing. So firstly, he delivers. He's a God who delivers people and brings freedom. Secondly, he's a God who provides. And thirdly, he is worthy of praise. So that first one, he is a delivering God who brings freedom. The first few verses of this, this section of Isaiah, verses 16 and 17, are speaking about the Exodus, the story in Israel's history of being led out of the oppression of captivity of Egypt and led into freedom through the temporary parting of the Red Sea. What a miracle that was. God is a God who brings freedom and he's known in scripture as the delivering God. We're not talking about God of Amazon parcels and just eat. No way. God is the God that delivers people from the depths of despair. He's the God that lifts people out of the muddy pit and sets their feet on solid rock. It is, that's who he is. That's what he does. God today wants to bring you, uh, uh, the people of God, into freedom and liberty. If you're captive to sin or patterns of habitual sin this morning, God wants to provide you a way out. You are to know he is the delivering God because he delivers people out of darkness and into light. Today, might you know God's mercy to you. 
that means he doesn't snuff you out like a wick, like the oppressive Egyptians. His grace to you in Jesus Christ means he will not snuff out a smouldering wick, quoting from the previous chapter. He's, he is gentle and he desires to lead you into a full life in him. That full life will involve repentance and faith, turning around and living for God. Secondly, we see God prov uh, provides. In verse 20, he's God is honoured by wild animals, amongst them jackals and owls, because he's the one that brings water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And he does it ultimately to provide for his people, not the wild animals. Its purpose is to bring drink to his chosen people. God is throughout the, uh, the Old Testament, he's known as Jehovah Jireh, literally meaning the God that provides. He is a God who's set on ensuring his people are provided for. And in this instance, in Isaiah, this metaphor of water of the desert is used. It's actually something that God literally does uh, with the people of God who's been led out of Egypt, where um, Moses, their leader, strikes a rock and water gushes from it, literally providing water. But people are also given spiritual water to drink by God. Where your soul needs drink a drink from God. Where the invitation of God to you is come, those who are thirsty. What are you without? Maybe your spiritual life is dry and there's a great lack. Well, no, this morning he want, God wants to do a new thing in you to quench your spiritual thirst to fill you afresh with his spirit. And your response is to come humbly to him and ask. Thirdly, he is worthy of the people's praise. You see in verse 21, the conclusion of this section says, the people I form for myself that they may proclaim my praise. Two weeks ago during our time together, we were really clearly in our service led to thanksgiving in all circumstances. And it's the call of God in Psalm 66 verse 2, where he says, sing the glory of his name, make his praise glorious. Might we do that as a church? May we be a people who every day are ready to praise God with our words and our song and our dance. And also by our every part of us, our lives, acting as living sacrifices, praising God in all seasons and in all circumstance. When it's cold and when it's warm, when you're, you've got reason to rejoice around you and when you seem like there is none, there's always a reason to rejoice. Take note, take note of who God is and what he does in this passage. He brings freedom, he provides and he's worthy of praise and right at the heart of God doing a new thing which leads as I've said to the nations of the world being blessed by God he chooses to reveal himself through a people that's why God wants a family not so we might have cozy times where the doors are shut but that people would choose to come and be part of his family because of the sons and daughters like you and I who go and share the message of Jesus with others. Well, who are we as Mosaic South? Who are we as this family God is forming? 
and what has God called us to. That's the last uh, little section of time I'm going to give to. You see, we're a people journeying with Jesus, seeking others to do the same. Believing God is transforming lives, our lives, and also empowering us by his spirit to see the lives of other people changed too. I was um, just recently at the weekend watching part of The Tourist, one of the BBC iPlayer doc, um, dramas. And there's a, a character, an Australian character, uh, whose name is Lucy, who says, people cannot change. She said it really clearly and it um, really struck me because it's not true. People can change. People can receive transformation because of the living presence of God in us. Because if you this morning are thinking that you, you just keep making the same mistake again, you are, are not able to change. Be encouraged and be hungry to know a God who fills you with his spirit and leads you through his word, knowing him more deeply to inner transformation. We're a people being transformed by God by his grace, that have been graced to reach out to families and young people, the underprivileged, to reach out to the nations and the nations that are in Leeds, grow a diverse community in South Leeds, which reflects the beauty of God to the world. And we're seeing a family that is becoming more diverse with different nationalities, ages and backgrounds. And it's a mark of this family that I see people contributing and connecting um, with one another. Some of our young people have begun to serve our children. Uh, some I noticed the connections being made after the service between people of different backgrounds. I noticed the prayer ministry that's happening between one another, especially where people are going through a challenging time and are willing to be vulnerable about it. I see that happening here on a Sunday and I know that's happening through the week. And we're encouraged as Christians, this transformation that comes to share with one another, build the church and to take our faith to others, to, to be disciple making disciples. And that's part of the vision of who we are. And in the Bible, we see Paul um, in 2 Corinthians 5.17 say, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone has become a Christian, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. Jesus, he is this new thing that Isaiah prophesies about. He is the one who makes us new. God says the old is gone. That former life, that past way of being, that's gone. It's been crucified with Christ. The new has come for those that are in Christ, those who committed themselves to follow Jesus. And he speaks this word of God doing a new thing to a people, a people of Israel then, God's people, that we now, the church, are this people and we're believing that God again would continue to do a new thing in us. So what are the new things we see God doing in us? I'm going to speak really briefly about five key areas. The first is around young people. Emma and I joined Mosaic when Matt and Pip Hatch had planted the church fairly recently. There was just a handful of us. It was in the days when there were only two children, to the two eldest of Matt and Pip. And I remember back then, I remember God speaking to me, had the, of a vision, uh, giving me a vision of seeing 
um, many young people lifting their arms in praise and worship of God. I felt hugely encouraged that whilst there were only two very small children in the church, that one day God would grow a huge group of young people who'd be followers of Jesus given to worship. And it's beginning to happen because over time God has grown and multiplied mosaic and giving us a particular grace to reach families and disciple children and young people. And those children are growing into young people that are with us on a Sunday morning and they join together on a Thursday evening at a youth night. And this year, more than uh, 10 of them currently are booked on to an annual New Frontiers um, Youth Week called New Day. And so there's about 20, 20 odd, 25 young people at Mosaic South. We're praying that a few more of them would be added uh, and go with around 5,000 other people to New Day and meet God in a field in Nor uh, Norfolk. And you'll hear us update you from time to time with what God is doing through our young people. You'll see them obviously on a Sunday, um, but it's a story God hasn't finished writing. And at this point, we need some help leading the youth ministry. We're looking to grow the team of volunteers on a Thursday evening, and we're hopeful that three or four additional people would join the team this term. Those three or four people who would commit to one night per month uh, to serve this growing number of young people men, who are in Mosaic and some of whom are outside of it. So would you join the team? The next step is to reach out to Emily Swingler, our Mosaic Kids worker, and she'll be delighted to connect you. Her email address, um, I'll pop in the notes um, of um, this post so you can contact her or you can speak to her on a Sunday morning and she'd be delighted to connect you uh, with our young people. Secondly, let me speak about God growing his own family. Um, during this week, Tom Eaton, um, one of the gathering leaders of the North Central Gathering, um, was leading our team time and where each Tuesday we pray for a different thing. And we were praying for this, the new Alpha course that Mosaic North Central are starting this Tuesday. And as he was speaking, I found myself asking, if I was at North Central, would I have any friends to invite to Alpha? And I could think of very few. And so I, yeah, just being very honest with you, I know that God wants a big family and he, he's called me and all of you to be part of that, seeing disciples made of others. So would you commit yourself to sharing your faith in Jesus with friends this year? Will you commit to praying again for your friends on a regular basis if you've stopped? So number one, youth, would you join the team? Number two, outreach and growing God's family, would you recommit to um, sharing Jesus with your friends and praying for them? And thirdly, the area of refugees and, and asylum seekers. Um, a number of months ago um, there, were um, many families from Afghanistan who were moved to Leeds and into one particular hotel. And a few of us at Mosaic and uh, both South and North Central, along with a, a few of people at the Oak Church in West Leeds, um, formed together because we felt God um, call us to do something about this. And we've been able to um, visit the hotel and give some gifts and family packs to those families. There was about 25 of them at the end of last year. 
We tried to run some uh, family fun days at the Oak, but they had been postponed. And but now there's an opportunity to run some play sessions on a Friday morning. And so if you want to help and get involved at a hotel in Garforth, along with a small team, going in, serving those families with the love of Jesus, would you get in touch uh, with me or with Helen Collinge? And we'll connect you. We've also been able to um, donate some shoes to asylum seekers from different nations who arrive here with only the clothes that they're wearing. And often the clothes they're wearing involves um, flip-flops and sandals. So we've been able to give out a bunch of shoes. Uh, and Helen and Benji have been connecting um, uh, a little bit more closely with some um, asylum seekers in a hotel in South Leeds, getting to know them and befriending them. Um, a fourth thing that God is doing in us is um, he's forming a pastoral team uh, to care for the church. Its primary functions are to support mission, lead, mission group leaders who are those who provide pastoral care like first and foremost. Secondly, to signpost and create structures for those needing additional care. And um, during uh, yeah, this, this term, um, that team is being formed. And so we'll let you know more information about it. But please, would you pray? Would you pray for it? Uh, would you pray for, for wisdom and discernment of, for those who are joining that team as they form together? And finally, mission groups. Mission groups are undoubtedly the best way of connecting at Mosaic. They are, in my experience, the heartbeat of the church. And throughout, they meet throughout the week in people's houses or community centres. They're places of care and communities of mission together. And currently there are eight mission groups at Mosaic South. If you want to know more about this, um, get in touch with me and I can connect you to one that is local to you or has a similar passion that you share. And they, they meet across Middleton and Beeston. Um, and we'd love it if um, you aren't in a mission group, that you this term that you'd commit to joining them and it may take a couple of you visiting a, a couple of different ones before you feel like you've found one you want to stick with. Um, Ian and Helen Collins and I have recently started a new group called All the Nations where we feel that we create a space that all the nations might be welcome in God's family and we're going to meet um, twice a month um, on different nights of the week. We'll probably meet Mondays uh, once a month and we're not sure of the second but to be able to have a space where if you are in the church, you're new or you can have a heart too for the nations, come and join us. Uh, again, get in touch with Helen or myself. Or on a Sunday, um, fill out one of the green cards that the welcome team have and get it to me. Well, let me finish as um, we close about reminding you where we've come from. We summarised last week and we're looking at the uh, Mosaic South vision. We used Isaiah 43 to do so and through it, seeing God do a new thing. That, and he's a God who provides, he's a God who delivers and he's a God who's worthy of praise. And we've had a little look at those five areas of what God's doing and where he's leading us at the moment at South. Uh, amongst our young people, amongst refugees, in outreach and growing a family, in um, amongst our pastoral care team, and finally, a mission group. So would you, um, we just, just, I'm going to pray now 
um, at the end of what I say, there'll be um, three questions that come on screen if you want to kind of reflect a little bit further and take it um, take it to the next level. So let me pray. Join with me. We say thank you, God, for what you're doing in us. Thank you for the new thing. Thank you for Jesus, your son. Um, and thank you so much for uh, that you pro you provide and you deliver. And this morning, I pray for anyone who needs a touch from you to, to recognise a new thing, a fresh start in you. I pray that they'd know that in Jesus' name. I pray, build your family in Mosaic South, we pray. Build it and grow it. I pray, give us a grace to reach those who are not used to being in church. Pray, um, help us grow a family that's diverse and is a blessing to all the nations. In Jesus' name, amen. All those questions on, on screen will be, what new thing is God doing in you? What stood out to you in what I've said? And what are you going to do as a result of hearing today's message?